1: Is it too late now to say
0: sorry? Cause I'm missing more than just your body. Oh, is it too late now to say sorry? Yeah, I know. Hold I didn't sit down. Is it too to say sorry
1: now? It's not too late for Aaron Rodgers to get traded to Wheel of Fortune. Welcome to a post-draft edition of Sorry We Love Football. The only show that actively hates the sport that it covers. I'm your host and Devontae Smith fan, Daniel Hartigan. Did you guys know that he joins Herschel Walker and Sam Bradford as the only two Heisman guys to play in Eagles history? Welcome to the club, Devontae. <laughs> it's it's a, a small club, but you're already the best player. Who, who likes uh, Trump more
2: Heisman. out of those two?
1: Uh, Sam Bradford and Herschel Walker are just
2: Is that a tie? splitting each other Trump in lip? half.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Uh, okay, with us as always, Chiefs fan Danny Solomon. Danny, your team isn't fucking around with this revamped O-line. How are you feeling about it?
0: It's. We'll talk about it in great length and detail later on, but you just got to love it when you know that your team is down to just one thing that's wrong with it, and you can just hit that over and over again until it feels like you're insane for doing it, and then it all comes together in our second Super Bowl.
1: Uh, and uh, lastly, as always, we have Washington football team fan Jamel Johnson in the house. Jamel, did you dream about getting Aaron Rodgers last night on the football team?
2: Of course I did. As soon as I saw the reports, I was like, I'll give you my body.
1: That's all he Whatever wants. you want. Yeah, That's what he's yeah. demanding.
2: Holler at me, fam.
1: So we're back in, the, in our regular format. We've been doing lock- – I think we've put out five locker room shows since we've done our last – one of these. So to people who haven't listened to this version of the show in a while, uh, as we've alluded to on the locker room shows, it's a little bit more buttoned up. We have some hotter takes. The takes are sizzling.
2: Yeah, You act way weirder. Your dog loses her fucking mind.
1: Nothing I can do. Kim is in DC. I have done everything I can to get this dog ready for this show. And yet she's acting like a bitch. Um, any, any notes you guys want to hit before we get into the show?
2: Uh, happy to be back. Uh, thank you so much for content.
0: Very exciting. I'm just glad that both of you guys had a good enough draft that we're back into really talking about football instead of the despair that you guys were feeling during the postseason, the immediate postseason. Like, now you guys are optimistic about your teams again. Circle is complete.
2: I don't know I the despair... Yeah, I didn't feel despair. He's the one feeling despair.
1: Uh, We'll get to that, though, too. We're going to talk about we're going to give our teams draft grades. But let's start the show how we always do every week about what we hated about watching football this last week, Uh, specifically the draft. I'm guessing it's going to come into play. Danny, do what you do. What did you hate about football this week?
0: Well, I am going to make this a specific what I hated about the draft, because that's all the football we have right now to go on besides the Aaron Rodgers titillating gossip, which we can't talk about enough, and we'll probably do again later. So draft specific, this is what I hated. I hate, and maybe this has been said, but I hated that you had to really watch college football, that that's the language of the draft. And you're sort of just kind of piecing it together based on what other people are saying. If you don't actually watch these college football games, you might think Devontae Smith sounds great, but how much of them have you really watched? A couple of highlight packages. Maybe you got the national championship game. That's about it. You don't really know the guy. I don't really know my guys, but that's just kind of the way it is when you don't give a fuck about college. And I don't. I mean, I watch football all day Sunday. And also the occasional Monday, Thursday, Saturday, Friday. I can't imagine what the marriages of the people who also watch college football on Saturday are like. I, I mean, either you have a wife who's like also an Auburn diehard, or she's just shit-faced in the dining room texting the co-worker at public she's been fucking. Like, there's, there's no other way your marriage could survive. I'm not going to do that. So I'm stuck just believing all the stuff that the beat writers say about whether or not a guy is good, knowing full well that historically they're about 80 to 85% wrong every year. But fuck it. We got new players. We can all believe in a bright future again. And now we can really feel good as we gear up for a grueling five months without any type of football whatsoever. <laughs>
1: Uh, I have to just jump on to Danny's back here and then we'll open it up because I hated the same thing. So I may as well just piggyback off your point uh, that the draft forces us to talk about college football, watch college football clips. So I went in and I was like, okay, we have 32 NFL teams that already feels like it's a lot to keep track of at all times. There are 893 college football teams in the United States.
0: Is Chapman in there? Does that count? Yes.
1: Yes. There are 254 Division I schools, which obviously the, the majority of these players are going to be coming from. But before you write off the junior colleges, the D2s and the D3s, there are dozens and dozens, maybe hundreds of examples of guys who are drafted and still play in the NFL from all these other schools. Josh Allen was at Reedley College. That's a JUCO. Division two, uh, Tyreek Hill, Danny. Mm-hmm. How about Malcolm Butler, Austin Eckler, a bunch of other dudes still in the league. And then division three, still eight dudes on active rosters who are division three players. P- Pierre Garcon was a division three beast. I played against him. <laughs> Fucking Khalil Mack was on Buffalo. They were D3. And then they that school made the jump to D1 while he was there. So... Nothing makes sense because there's so many times when a guy's incredible in college and then just can't figure out the program. Just look at the list of Heisman Trophy winners. Recently, they've kind of panned out. But historically, if you win the Heisman, that there's no guarantee you can even make an NFL team. So you can be the best college football player that year and not be successful in the NFL or not even be good enough to make a team. So how the fuck are we supposed to keep up with who... Like no one knows. I don't. I know that's why they have teams of people doing this all year round, going to every college in the country to just pluck out one guy who might work out. But it is, and then we're supposed to know what's going on. We don't. And all the other podcasts and fucking Twitter accounts and whatever NFL coverage shows, they're just making it up and they're lying to you, and it's fodder. And I know you are. Thirsty for football, and that's all we can get. But uh, we're not going to pretend we know about college football because we don't.
0: I will say one small correction on your facts: uh, Tyreek Hill originally was at Oklahoma or uh, yeah Oklahoma State, but uh, did get busted down to South Alabama after he choked his wife. So there is that. Gotcha.
2: The old okay. reverse. Usually it goes. I choked my wife first, or I was too dumb to graduate high school. Juco first, then we get bumped up. I never seen a guy right. get bumped down.
0: well, it makes sense i mean you you've got a lot of you do have those guys who are just like you know they're they're the problem children of their college. They do one fucked up thing and then they gotta go you know, back to the, the, the the last chance you type place that they go to. That's like the, uh, that's, you know, the bad kids class in your high school. That's where all those kids get the alternative learning area. Like we had it in the basement of our (laughs) high school where all the, all the kids who had a rap sheet started would go. Shout out
2: to, um, Richard Milburn alternative summer school for, uh, getting me through biology meant a lot. Thank you.
1: And, uh, you know, one final point about the draft and why it sucks is, okay, so Mac Jones goes at 15 to the Patriots, pretty much the last dude I've heard of at that point. So even round one starts to drag a little bit, and then day two and day three are a fucking slog to me. Like, I have no idea what's going on. I'll just check and see who my team got, read up a little bit about him, and then I'll read the draft grades when the shit's over. And every team this year got like a B plus or a B. Nobody did the stupid thing. Everybody is being, uh, you know, showered with praise like they're the smartest team in the planet. It's like, why are we giving all these people a pass? Like, like Danny already said, eighty five percent of these players aren't going to pan out.
2: Hey Dan, so hey Dan, calm well. down. Why don't you just calm down? down.
1: Because every draft grade on (laughs) NFL.com is a B plus or a B. That's not the way the shit's going to play out.
2: What if you don't have to know everything, man? What if it's just fine? What if, yeah, we're making shit up. This is the only time that sorry teams have hope, man. Let us have these pretend grades. (laughs)
0: That's true. And, you know, I mean, there are those teams who got low grades, just because they only had three picks in the draft, you know, your Texans, your Seahawks, your Rams, that's what busts you down. Just not having enough picks, that's what makes you a bad drafter. Those picks could all hit. We just don't know anything. But that's that is the only way you can suck at the draft is just not drafting enough.
1: It's dumb. Very much. Yeah, it is really dumb. Jamel, what'd you hate about watching football this week?
2: Um, well, what I hated about football this week, since there wasn't any on, this is one of my favorite times of the year, aside from the football team, having real hope for a off season championship. This is when the gear goes on clearance on NFL <laughs> It's a great time. I picked up some great pieces. I have the, I got the Tommy Bahama Atlanta Falcons coaches shirt. Originally priced at $175, got that bitch for 30. It should probably be 25 to begin with, but it is mine. Uh, The the part that I hated is Nike has added another level, another tier of uh, replica jerseys. They have the limited jerseys. They have like the game quality. It's like vapor wave. I don't know. They got all these divisions but the lowest tier is the legend jerseys and these jerseys for lack of a better term suck dick i don't know why they exist they've taken it's a jersey and the numbers and letters are screen printed on but not even like in the old school way where it was like kind of painted on and you and like you could see through the holes in the mesh now it is all just one material like a bike jersey this is like a lance armstrong Fucking bike jersey. How the fuck am I supposed to wear this if I have a beer gut? I look ridiculous. You just look dumb as shit. It's like you're in a fucking bodysuit, like you're supposed to go to the fucking ocean instead of the Jets game. And the nerve of, of Nike to call this the legend jersey. Oh, you're a legend. You're a legend. Oh, you got sauce on yourself. You're a goddamn legend. I. Like I bought one on accident because it was so cheap. I couldn't say no. I've wanted a New York Jets Jamal Adams jersey since they traded the man. 33. It's just a fun looking number. I think I was 33 at the time. I actually don't know how old I am as we're recording this. I get, It's like $15 for this jersey with a Nike check on it. And it comes and it's like, yo, I might as well wipe my butt with this. I have to get a yard just so I could cut my grass in this stupid ass jersey. Do you think the
1: beer gut thing is a worry because we're in Los Angeles, or do you think that's just nationwide? You think people this is are a worry actually,
2: of the football fan?
1: Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if there is a small portion of people who love the legend jersey and that this is what they've been waiting for.
2: Yeah, to look like you got your body painted
1: with <laughs> it's like the SI swimsuit with the jersey <laughs> on it.
2: Yeah, you're the <laughs> you're Kate Upton now. No.
0: There are places that these jerseys are routinely worn like that where it's where all the bad clothes go. It's the Midwest. It's the, you know, it's, yeah. it's those parts of the country where once the, the, the clothes that were good, that were, that were stylish 10 years ago, they make their way out there. Just like, just like everything, just like all pop culture, all culture in general, it takes the low, the slow walk down from the big cities into the garbage parts of the country, and those people don't care what they look like. So it, it, they have their whole life, their whole lifespan is spent, you know, making its way to the right people, and eventually, Jamel, I think, aspires to be one of those people, just well, completely Jamel- relaxed outside of Los Angeles, outside of the strictures of, you know, the the Los Angeles... Uh, glitterati you know the good the 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 happy shiny people of LA and by the way that's where I want to be one day too so I'm not wow. I'm not dogging
1: well I think Jamel has a, a internal battle going on at all times because he wants to be that guy but then he's also a better jersey advocate where he wants jerseys to be held to a higher standard so it's like there's two things happening inside at once
2: I just I just know that I'll never buy another one of these, but I do have situations in my life where this jersey will make sense, and they will be applied appropriately. Hot wing eating contest, yes.
0: Woo. And, and, and when and the only place you can have a lawn is in the Midwest. There's there are no lawn. Yeah, no, in Southern California.
2: Unless you're, it's like you got to be rich, and that's so many people in LA. Uh, the addiction with yard work in LA is another. That's just some a, a separate issue I have entirely yeah
1: if you do have a yard in la there's like a two-hour window on a tuesday that you can use it because otherwise somebody's blowing a leaf blower or lawn mowing it or the sprinklers are on there's no chance to use your lawn
2: we are addicted to i don't know what the county is addicted to more cocaine or yard work
1: so look the nfl draft sucks these legend jerseys sucks but you know what it doesn't suck the locker room app danny
0: Fuck No, it doesn't suck. It is amazing. We're on there every Monday, 5 p.m. Pacific time. We're talking sports in our own little room. It's like you are the boss of your own AM Sports Radio show. It is a live, audio-only sports talk platform, free to download and to use. You can talk to me, you can talk to Jamel, you can talk to Dan, or you can talk to a real athlete or somebody who is an insider that actually knows what they're talking about. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, breaking down post-game, reacting to breaking Yo. news, everything on the Locker Room app. Uh, it is, like I said, free... Yo it is a social media platform that's changing the game you can host your own room or you can come in and join on with us SWLF butt fuck that we do every single week Mm -hmm. we're hosting at 5pm like I said Mm -hmm. all you need to do is download the locker room app at the IOS app store create a profile link your twitter and join whichever group you're interested in from soccer to badminton Probably not that, but it's it's a possibility because it's your choice. So follow us. Sorry, we love football. We're gonna be on locker room once again Mondays, five p.m. every single week until the end of time. So join us. Girls are
2: welcome. Girls are welcome, and you don't even have to be hot.
1: Hey, if a girl comes in the room, I'm handed out gems. All the gems. You guys will know, if you join the app,
0: you'll know exactly what we mean, and we'll be jamming it up in no time. And also, this show brought to you by TakeLine. Sports, Woo. culture, takes, TakeLine has it all. It is a weekly podcast hosted by Emmy winner Jason Concepcion and the guy, former the WNBA champ Renee Montgomery. Jamel, you know I'm the WNBA.
2: Yeah, Damn she Street. used to babysit me. Mm-hmm no shit Mm-hmm.
0: damn you should have done the sad read it is a fast paced exploration of the nba and the world of sports and culture at large each week Jen- uh, jason and renee talk about the games players controversies and issues that run both on and off the court follow now to hear take line every tuesday wherever you get your pods
1: Let's talk about the state of our favorite teams. Uh, You know, draft grades, they get handed out. As we said, they're kind of uh, boring most times. And we're going to spice it up and talk about the actual states of our teams. I know Danny's going to give his glowing review, but who knows? Maybe Danny's going to come from somewhere else. So Danny, how would you grade the Chiefs draft in 2021?
0: Well, spoiler alert. Should have given that a spoiler alert because I am going to be positive about the team. I don't
2: mm-hmm. know how
0: I could not be, though. I mean, it's it, it's just, like I said earlier, when your team has a clear need, it makes drafting easy. And so I got to give this draft for the Kansas City Chiefs to Mahomes' is up because Ooh. that's what he's going to be behind our top five offensive line. He's going to be up. He's going to be walking around. He's, he could actually take take a seat on a recliner, sit back, scan the field, just like we're watching the games. That's what, that's basically the environment that he's going to be in. He's going to be, he might as well be in his basement, just watching red zone, seeing open players as far as the eye can see, because that is the situation behind our new left tackle, which I'm going to say is part of the draft because we traded to get him a first-round pick. So he is de facto our first-round pick. Then we go second-round center. Then in the sixth round, maybe not talked about as much, grab another guard who had fallen all the way because of medical concerns. He was supposed to be a top-hundred pick. drops all the way to the 220s. We snag him. Three new linemen, folks. Not to mention the three fucking guys we picked up in the offseason just from, you know, grabbing, uh, free agents. And then two guys coming in after COVID opt-outs, we're going to have 90 O-linemen. Who cares about the rest of the team? That was the only problem we had. Maybe we needed a receiver. Sure. I guess that's a thing. Mahomes can throw to anybody. You know, I think I could go out there. Nobody would guard me. Cause I don't, I, I, It's basically been my entire sports career. Whenever I've done anything, whenever I've played soccer, nobody defended me. Basketball, you guys have played with me. (laughs) Nobody really sees a need to cover me. So I think I can catch a couple passes in this offense. And then defense, we grabbed a guy. He was our first round pick uh, or our first pick in the second round. And then we grabbed another guy later on. Who gives a fuck about the Kansas City Chiefs defense defense? This is going to be a great season. I don't know what more we can do besides go to another Super Bowl, except win it. But, you know, we've done that too. There's just not much more to accomplish. It's just going to be insane. It's like that that year in the Madden franchise, if you guys enjoy playing franchise mode, where you've basically just manipulated the game to get every one of the best free agents and traded up in the draft to get a bunch of really high fake draft picks And you're just an ultra team. You can't lose. You win every game 45 to 6. I'm feeling like that's going to be our season. And you know, without watching college football, you just go by what your team clearly values and try to figure out what the plan is. And the plan is clear. So, love it. Two Mahomes is up. Also, I won two out of three of my draft bets. Both of them were plus 140, so I feel like a a fucking stud.
2: BetOnline.com was popping? Uh, let me ask you uh, this: Will the league, will you guys lobby to the league to add a twelfth player so you guys can just add an extra lineman?
0: I I would love it. Give
2: us twelve on the field,
0: and you should keep those those practice squad rules and the the you know the loose uh, amount of players that you're allowed to dress rules that we had during the COVID season. Let's just keep that man. Just everybody has 150 guys on their team and you can dress any amount of them for any week. There's 17 games. It's going to be a lot of injuries. You got to be prepared for that. I think we are the most prepared for that. Every guy has a guy behind him who, if he played, I wouldn't lose my mind. And that's all I care about.
1: People are going to, uh, since we started this podcast, I have found it tough to clap back or combat anything Danny says about his team because I also agree that I think they're doing everything they should be doing. It seems like they, when you have Mahomes, you just go all in every season because you could just win the Super Bowl. And then you see on draft day, when you have like the Aaron Rodgers situation playing out, the Chiefs players basically making fun of that situation <laughs> by just saying how much they love being in Kansas City. It was great. And then them all just quote-tweeting each other and raising their hand and being like, I'm happy where I'm at. I'm I love it here.
0: Yeah, it was yeah. great. What a day. And, I mean, Rogers has every reason to be mad. Did you see the the report that uh, uh, the Bears sat down and had a formal conversation with Andy Dalton letting him know that they're going to draft a quarterback? <laughs> I mean with fucking Andy Dalton, you could, you could literally, you could draft a quarterback, then call Andy Dalton just to laugh in his face. And it's understandable. They did the exact opposite. And Aaron Rodgers has to be watching that being like, I can't wait to take another fucking week on jeopardy and just decompress from how pissed off I am and all that. And Andy has to hide being gay. It's, it's gotta be rough.
1: Yeah. Is that just what happens when the entire city of Green Bay owns your team? Like, there's just not one person who could tell the GM, like, hey, dude, can we please get this shit figured out with Aaron Rodgers? It's just like there's no – you know what I mean? Like, there's nobody making the GM fix this other than the GM just thinks he's doing fine.
0: Well, and Wisconsin, and especially those parts of Wisconsin, uh, because Milwaukee and Madison are cool – But the rest of Wisconsin is basically that kind of Scott Walker territory that like, you know, right to work, fuck the unions, like, you know, pro-business. Those are the people who are complaining that Joe Biden gave everyone too much money. That's the type of person you're going to encounter in Green Bay, Wisconsin. So naturally, if the people own the team, then they're going to treat their employees like dog shit.
1: Um, And then my question with that is, that GM was also there and he's done this before where he drafted Aaron Rodgers when Brett Favre was still the MVP beloved franchise quarterback and it's just like you would think that they would have remember when that happened uh, that was Aaron, Brett Favre was rubbed the wrong way and it responded pretty much exactly how Rodgers is doing it it just pretended to retire every offseason and Everybody was unhappy. It's just like why would you do the exact same thing? And you know what this also tells me, last thing about the Packers, is that they don't think Jordan Love is ready. If you're freaking out this much about losing Aaron Rodgers when 2 drafts ago you drafted his replacement in the first round?
2: Yeah, cuz it was a dumb ass you be pick.
1: prepared for him to leave?
2: It was a dumb pick. It was How so about this? dumb. Aaron is right all the so time, dumb. and that's why he's so mad, and that's why he wears he, bowler hats now. I don't he's, think he he's always all the seen time, enough. He's always but right. But that,
1: that pick was one of the worst picks I, I can ever remember seeing. And I know some guys just don't pan out, but you had a pick that just is going to make your own MVP leave the team. Like, what are you fucking doing?
0: And it was a little early. I mean, I understand feeling like as the GM, you hit one time, you got Brett Favre out of there when he was getting old, and you replaced him with a better version of Brett Favre. And you feel like you can't lose. You're on a hot streak. So you bide your time, wait another decade and a half for your new quarterback who's good to get old, and then right at 37, start the process all over again. Problem is, the dude doesn't want to be 37 and getting put out to pasture. He feels like he has five more years because he's watching Tom Brady. So
1: exactly, you're,
0: this is a fuck you to him. He responds with an MVP season, and you... Look like a dick.
1: Yeah.
2: Come down the highway, yeah. Aaron. I'm Come, 37. I'm Come not ready to retire. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, we just started doing <laughs> this damn show. You can't retire.
0: No way. I got uh, at least six more seasons of podcasts in me, I think.
1: I would say back to the chi- last thing on the Chiefs is that um, it does seem like the AFC floor has risen a bit. I know there's two hilariously bad franchises, and I think Vegas and Houston. But now you have Jacksonville, who's not going to be a joke. And you have these other... I, I really think that like the rest of the AFC is going to be better. And I know we just pencil in the Chiefs every year, but I think the AFC is not just hilariously bad anymore.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't wait. To, I wish we had the the technical ability to go back to this point last year where everybody was saying the exact same fucking thing. It always happens every single year. What are you guys betting on? What do you guys think is going to happen? The, the, your, your big white knights in the AFC, you're hoping for the Bills and the Browns to do it again. Just storied franchises known for their winning ways. Give me a break. I'm not scared of them. If you want to come back at me with that annual bullshit about how the Chargers are the team to beat in the AFC West for the 10th straight season, yawn. I can't, we can't play that fucking
1: record anymore.
2: Have you? You guys are disrespecting my Titans? Again?
1: That's that's what I'm saying. You have the Titans, Titans the Bills and the Browns. Corey they lost uh, Corey Davis.
0: Come on. The
1: Browns is old, man. Everybody's saying the Browns had the best draft out of any team. And they you know, got their defense. they were a few moments away from upsetting you guys in the playoffs. I know Mahomes had to exit the game, but Yeah, in the second um,
0: quarter, people. We <laughs> did it with Chad Henney.
1: Uh okay uh let's see let's go with the eagles draft i'm gonna i think i said this but i'm going b plus that does not mean i think the eagles are going to be good next season i i still think the quest for zero and 17 is still alive but to reiterate what i've said on the locker room shows trading out of six and back to 12 was absolutely the, the right call uh what if we were still at six uh Pitts and chase who were the two people who we kind of would have stuck around at six to get were gone at four and five. So it justified the move back. We got an extra first round. We get Devonte Smith, who we just didn't overthink it. Usually, every fucking year, Howie uh, Roseman overthinks himself and winds up. We watched like Justin Jefferson on another team just light it up, and it's just horrible. But aside from all that crap, the big winner of this is Jalen Hurts for the Eagles because – Justin Fields and Mac Jones were still available at 12, when we or 11, I guess we moved up but again with Dallas, which was strange. But the, both those quarterbacks were there and easily could have picked one of them and nobody would have blinked twice or thought it was strange. And we didn't. And that means we're rolling with Jalen. And that's the only interesting part of our team is Jalen Hurts. What's he going to do next season? Other than that, I think we have no intrigue. We are not going to be competitive. I'm not looking forward to it. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I hope doesn't get hurt playing Jamel's Washington football team twice a year. Oh God. Uh, yeah, I don't know. No one knows what we're going to look like, and I just think it'll be bad.
2: Why so would the draft fine? Why would you believe in Jalen Hurts? I do believe in Jalen Hurts. Do in Jalen Hurts? And I'm saying, why I don't, don't, don't believe... you think you don't think he could win some games this year? The Giants are terrible.
1: I don't believe in Nick Sirianni is part of the equation. Joe Judge uh, was hyping his dudes up last season. I have no hype Nick Sirianni stories other than he plays paper, rock, scissors with his potential draft class to see if they're competitive or not. Uh, I don't think he'll last in Philly for longer than one or two seasons. And it's a huge mistake that he's on our team. I hope I don't have to play this back on freezing cold takes in five years when he is. Looking like an amazing coach. But who cares? Guys, let's move on from the Eagles. Literally one of the least interesting teams in football right now. Wouldn't have said that a year or two ago. I can't believe how fucking boring they are. They just are.
0: Can I ask one question? Who is playing left tackle for the Eagles this season?
1: It's either going to be Andre Dillard, uh, who we drafted very highly, I think, a year or two ago and has not worked out yet. Or (laughs) – God, why can't I think of the guy's name? He's the rugby player. Jordan Mailata.
0: Oh, no, yeah, right. There's uh, Jordan Mailata.
1: He had never played American football in his life up until like three years ago and was on the field last season. He was a seventh-round pick a few years back and has been fucking awesome. And everybody thinks he's just going to be the left tackle. So I'm cool with that. We have two dudes who are supposed to be good. We're getting Brandon Brooks back, who's an all-pro, but he gets hurt a lot. Jason Kelsey's a great center. We drafted his backup. Lane Johnson's a great right tackle. So the line should be good. Offense could be okay. You're right. That is boring. It's very boring. Jamel, Washington football team, draft grade, go.
2: Well, uh, yeah, now that we're not the Redskins anymore and we're good, um, we're changing the culture. And it's not your traditional kinds of grades. We're kind of doing more of a Montessori type thing. (laughs) And I'm giving my team an IWF for I'm fucking with it. I like what they're doing. I mean, we addressed pretty much all the needs I saw. You know, Chase is going to get double teamed. We need somebody who can make plays in the middle of the field. We need some open field tackles, somebody who can get a pick. How about a linebacker with freakishly long arms? Sounds great. I would have liked to see one more offensive lineman, but a couple DBs, uh tight end with the whitest name I've ever heard, John Bates, <laughs> and a goofy name, Cameron Cheeseman. We picked oh, a long yeah. snapper and the only person Todd McShay had nothing to say about. Two one pick before he was saying, you know what, I've been I've been watching a lot of long snapper film. I'm the long snapper expert. And then they picked two in a row, and he was just like, uh he snaps it. Uh look at the ball.
0: Is I mean, are you worried as a team in the in the in the draft room in the war room that somebody's going to come up and grab your long snapper that you want? You know, I don't see why these guys are getting drafted at all.
2: Sixth round. That, There's I shit mean,
0: going on in the sixth round. There's linemen in the sixth round. Also, Tom Brady's in the sixth round.
2: Yeah, I don't remember uh, us having any issues with long snapping either. I don't think we fumbled one punt at all last year.
1: <laughs> well, these that's. Guys uh, outsmart, these guys outsmart themselves. They're like, if we could just get the perfect long snapper, we won't have to worry about it for 15 straight years. Yeah. Even though that almost never works out that way.
2: I mean, if he's some sort of long snapping legend, I'm definitely getting a Cheeseman jersey.
0: That's, yeah, that's a jersey you want to get a hold of, actually. Is it spelled mm-hmm. the way we want it? Just Cheese yes. Man?
2: Cheese Man. Woo. Cameron Cheeseman. Is-
1: that's a good, that's a good
2: Jersey.
0: There's, I mean, mm-hmm. I do want to get in depth because the Washington football team defense is awesome. It's going to be so fun it's to watch. So, yeah. going to so be- Benjamin
2: St. Justice, you know, that's our third round pick and Derek Forrest. So we picked a corner and a safety and uh, the Jamin Davis pick. So those are like, obviously we don't have any D line issues.
0: You don't have any defense issues. I think that's, Really going to you guys are gonna hurt people like like Hardigan was saying, you're gonna hurt Jalen Hurts, you're gonna hurt Daniel Jones, you're gonna end his career, most likely. Well, you
2: know, Tom Brady game managed the shit out of us. You know, like he got the ball out before, you know, fools could even get to him. He's the and go. So, and so this is supposed to, you know, address those issues. We but shall right. see.
0: But detour off of that, because I did want to ask, based on the Cameron Cheeseman pick, who amongst your draft picks, or even UDFA picks, was the best name.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, also Benjamin St. Justice. Actually, it's not even Justice. It's St. Just. Just. Saint
1: you guys drafted Charlie St. Cloud?
0: <laughs> you know that movie's about, like, a dead kid and, like, an abortion or something? It's a very weird, Ooh, very huh? weird movie that you should pop on if you get a chance. I Our guy... Just because I thought of it, and I wanted to bring it up uh, as a reason to say his name, DiCaprio Boodle.
2: Yo, that's crazy. Cornerback. I like that a lot.
0: Yeah, DiCaprio UDFA. Boodle. But you get both of the worlds, you know.
2: Sounds like a really nice bread.
0: <laughs> Ooh,
1: I would take a side of that,
2: like a bread with olives in it.
0: Oh yeah, I have I have some bread. I went to an Indian casino this weekend uh, outside of Solvang, California. Had had a great vaccinated time, and then bought a bunch of really nice breads, cheeses, and olive oils. So, uh, just a, just letting the people know, you know, off of that. Yeah, just that to, sounds excellent. We also got some boodle in the in, in the in the in the cheese in the, in the suitcase right
2: now. nice. Yeah. nice. Uh, we drafted uh, a guy named Shaka Tony. That's not a bad name.
0: That is a good name
2: couple of seventh round DNs. i like that we made trades and picked up some extra p- like if any of these picks after the fifth round worked out that's free money mm-hmm. those players are not even supposed to make the team that's just I for espn
1: the most inco- important question for me for jamal is how did the johnson family on a whole feel about the fo- the football team's draft
2: we felt good we didn't want us to, we didn't want to freak out and do anything crazy for a quarterback anything short of aaron rodgers who gives a shit and uh, we all wanted a linebacker first It's a linebacker. It's a pro linebacker family, first off. But it's clearly the only hole in the defense when you watch the team.
1: Because I will say this aside from my saying the Eagles and how boring they're going to be, Hardigan family rave reviews for Devontae Smith. Everybody's excited for him. Every Eagles fan I know is excited to watch this guy play. So. You know that's nice that the fan base can agree that will be bad, but we're excited for. How one did you guys?
2: Player. How? What was the deal with the Giants? What are the Giants doing? Are you guys? You guys were both just like fuck the Cowboys this much. No, I still we don't
1: said fuck the Giants.
2: Fuck the
0: Giants, yeah. You traded with the Cowboys.
2: Yeah, collusion.
0: Me?
1: Yeah. Well, it it broke out that way because the Cowboys wanted a corner, and they went both corners, Patrick Sertain, and I can't remember the other guy's Man. name went so the they were like just
2: went. we have to get one right now
1: that's what they wanted both the dudes that they wanted went and so the cowboys were like now we we don't need a receiver if we draft one our te- our fans will be so pissed at us and so they knew they could trade back and grab the linebacker who they ultimately got and so it just worked out that we knew the giants wanted the receiver because later in the first round the giants still got a receiver
2: that got your I think version. they
1: traded back as well, yeah.
2: 2021 Ortega Whiteside?
1: <laughs> That's who they got, yes. It does seem that way. <laughs> for, and you know, it's, it's for all the,
0: the fuck you Cowboys bluster that y'all Eagles fans try to come out with every single year with all your deep hatred for all things Jerry Jones. You're willing the second a deal comes across the table that you like
1: to decide with the enemy. Philadelphia isn't a threat this season. If the Cowboys are looking at the landscape and say, we don't care if the Eagles get the Heisman Trophy winner, they're not worried about us and they shouldn't be. That's me. To me, that's Jerry Jones being like, I don't give a fuck what the Eagles do. We're more worried about the Giants and the Skins or the team. And so go for it, Eagles. Give us a third round pick. Thanks. Fleeced.
0: I don't know if the listeners are aware of this, but all our teams are going to play each other this season.
1: I know. That is exciting stuff.
2: I'm not looking forward to it.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm actually scared of the Washington football team, to be honest. And I'm uh, I'm a little more scared, I suppose. Maybe scared isn't the word, but just kind of, you know, vexed by what the Broncos did because it's the same thing as what the football team did, which is just every position rock solid on defense, on paper, but just... Dudes who can just bite the shit out of an offensive lineman's ass and go right for your $150 million, $200 million quarterback. And, you know, it's in my nightmares. That kind of thing that happened to us at the Super Bowl is a part of my nightmares these days. And I feel like Jamel's guys are there. You're that kind of team. Well, we'll
1: that will be your ultimate test, right? Depending on where it falls in the season, to see if this revamped line actually can hold up against the best D line. It'll if be a even, playoff test.
0: Yeah, if it's even a stalemate, we win. But
2: I reserve the, the right—I reserve the right to not believe into this team until October.
1: That's fine. Thank
2: now
0: that—that's right. th- another thing we haven't talked about in a while because last we discussed fantasy football, Jamel. You said you were out. You're out on another year yeah. of fantasy.
2: Yeah, yeah, done. Permanently Infection. done.
0: That is, the, that is the stake in the heart of our Ridiculousness Fantasy League.
2: Good. I'm sick of losing to people who don't work with us.
1: <laughs> it's just one guy. And yeah, Ryan Connor wins. technically doesn't work. But you could go, you could roll Fitzy out there and then just have a time.
2: Yeah, it'll be fine. We'll go eight and eight, and everybody will suck each other off. It'll be fine.
1: Eight, eight and nine.
2: All right, eight and nine. <laughs> Thank you.
1: We just talked about the states of our teams, and you could bet against the Eagles or you could bet for the Chiefs or you could light your money on fire uh, if you're looking at the Washington football team. And the best place to do that is bet online.
0: Fuck yeah, bet online. I've got money sitting in my bet online account right now because I do not know how to transfer things out of bitcoin or i think you need to do it that way it doesn't matter i have money that i won from betting on the draft and on the oscars that's what bet online offers you this week has tons of sports action as the mlb nba and nhl are in full swing get all the latest news odds and info for all your sporting needs including the nba including the mlb and the nhl and all your ufc and mma action Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sports news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game. As teams prepare for their runs to the playoffs, you can make money on BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts.
1: Look, if you search BetOnline, it's going to come up. up. You're going to find out where you're going.
2: You know our heart.
1: Yeah, exactly. You've been there?
0: I'll tell you somewhere else I've been. Kansas City. I think anybody who listens to this podcast knows that. And they know that because I'm from Kansas City, I will not be lying to you when I talk about Kansas City steaks. Hey, you work hard and you play hard. So treat yourself and stock up on those summer BBQs with Kansas City Steak Company. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% Off your order and free shipping with the code SD at checkout for classic steak cuts from prime to Kobe to hard to find specialty cuts. We get weird in KC. And more than that, they've got it all. Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill, they make it so easy. Every order from Kansas City Steaks is flash-frozen and delivered directly to your home, satisfaction guaranteed, or your money back. Imagine relaxing in the backyard with family while enjoying a steakhouse-quality meal from Kansas City Steaks. Try their butter tender filet mignon, KC strips, steak burgers, all-beef jumbo fat-ass hot dogs, and even complete meal combos. I know I could just slap a couple of steaks together as the bread... Then throw in some fucking ground beef, a couple of hot dogs. It's a Kansas City Steak Burger. Bring the steakhouse to your house this summer with Kansas City Steaks. Once again, I'm telling you this because it is such a great deal. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com, get 10% off your order and free shipping with the code SD. That's KansasCitySteak.com, code SD, KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD. Take it from me, Chiefs fan Danny Solomon.
1: Cause I know KC sort of. Okay. Time for our mailbag. You've got mail. Every week on this show, we receive mail from our listeners, our fans, just people around the league, famous people alive and dead have written us, but each one of us are going to dig into this mailbag, grab a piece of mail and give it a read. Uh, Danny, you want to show us how it's done?
0: Sure. I'm I'm enjoying the going first, getting it over with. Uh, All right, let me pull one out of the bag. Actually, I'll go bottom of the bag. Hey, guys. Love the show. Just want to say that all this draft talk kind of overshadowed a bigger story in the NFL that pansy Aaron Rodgers hosting Jeopardy! They'll only let world class, working class guys like me do Copperfit ads. But before Trebek's body is cold, they've got that smug soy boy in the studio pretending like he knows jack shit about Chinese opera or whatever. Well, guess what? I'm the starter. He's the backup. You should have me, Brett Favre, hosting game shows. I can do them all. Who wants to be a millionaire? Everyone. But you're not going to raise my taxes for your government handouts. Family Feud? Yeah, say one thing at Thanksgiving about vaccines causing gayness and you'll be in one too. Press your luck? I know all about that. I was sending dick pics to reporters for years until I finally got whammied. The wall? Let's build it! Signed, signed Brett Favre.
2: Wow. The legend himself.
1: Seems like they're going to be rivals for life. You think they're going to have a sit down ever? Do like a a Jay Z and Nas type thing where they need to sit down and just let bygones be bygones?
2: They're going to do a rap song together, produced by DJ Khaled, to heal. It is
0: odd that they are. They say they're friends, and so maybe there's like some kind of evolution that's taken place since the moment that Brett Favre got. Aaron Rodgers, and now the exact same thing is happening to Aaron Rodgers, and he's being the Brett Favre in this situation. He, if he hates Brett Favre, why is he doing exactly what Brett Favre did? Wouldn't you try to rebel in some way?
2: Look, it's you a always, vicious
0: cycle, Danny. You end don't want to parents. Yeah, yeah, you
2: always end up becoming your dad. It's no way around it.
0: But Aaron Rodgers cares about his public image, I think. He really does understand the media a little bit more than some of these other dopes do. And I feel like what looks good is to do the Alex Smith thing. That's become the famous way to be so that the public will love you as the incumbent quarterback. You're like, you'll sit down with the new guy, teach him everything, you know, even if it's not really everything, you know, you just get that narrative started that you were the good, the shaman, you know, the, the Sherpa who leads this new quarterback into the heights of greatness for your city.
1: Speaking of this, did so you see Jimmy Garoppolo uh, has said he's going to do just that for Trey Lance? Mm-hmm. And he compared the situation to he and Tom Brady in New England, which famously didn't work out. And it led to Tom Brady getting, being butt hurt and stomping around and demanding they trade Garoppolo, which they did. And getting rid of so, a better
0: quarterback than both of them, I think, Jacoby Brissett. So. <laughs>
1: What is Garoppolo talking about, that he's going to be just like Tom Brady to his Trey Lance? Like, that is a horrible analogy.
0: Because Jimmy G would be lucky to be even Alex Smith. He just wants to be mentioned in the in the vaunted terminology of an Alex Smith because he just sucks so much. He's just not um, good.
2: When his leg blows up, it'll all go as the prophecy foretold.
1: Okay, I got a letter here from uh, former President Barack Obama. Wow. He Reads: "Hey guys, big fan of the program. Wanted to see how you felt about my Bears finally taking their quarterback in Justin Fields. Is he going to break the curse of dog shit quarterback playing Chicago? Signed your friend Barack Obama. P.S. Subscribe to my podcast with Bruce Springsteen. Thanks.
0: He really does try to do that." That like, here's, you know, I like that kind of stuff. I like that kind of music. He comes out with the playlist. Obviously, it's the stuff he really likes. And then a few, just to make sure white people don't abandon him.
2: A few industry plants. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every home For needs sure. them.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, Justin Fields. Uh, we texted our boss, Matt Harris, about this. Diehard Chicago Bears fan. He thinks there's nothing they can do to... <laughs> Uh, lift the curse that's on this position for his team. But it's at some point, you're going to get a guy who's decent in there, right? Like I don't see why it couldn't be Justin Fields. I know we know Jamel's theory on Ohio State quarterbacks and big program quarterbacks.
2: But, but you know, back-to-back, maybe there's an exception.
1: There might be an exception. And also, poor Andy Dalton in all this, right, guys? Is Andy Dalton fancying himself the Tom Brady in this situation? No way. If I'm Andy (laughs) Dalton, I'm shooting the place up.
2: Look man, yeah, he's just happy to be employed, man.
1: You so say you think they need to the metal detector andy Dalton every time he enters the building? I'm just saying he's
0: going to come in with a with a custom-made red rifle. Wow. And start blowing away the Bears executives for doing him so dirty. Just two months ago, they're like, This is our starter. Remember that fucking the the QB One post? Oh yeah. With Andy Dalton in the Bears uniform? It was unnatural then.
2: Bro, so whoever posted that got fired right away, man. They had no business. (laughs) Somebody was just antsy with their hands on the trigger, dog. You're just drunk on the weekend. You're like, oh, maybe I should tweet something.
0: That's what happens at these in these workplace shootings is when the the guy just one day he feels like the outcast and then one day he finds out everybody's been laughing at him. And the next day it's it's the bullets start flying and that's what all i'm saying is that could happen
2: how can he be mad the jerseys match his face he's never played for a team that matches his orange physique better
0: but that's what i'm saying he He,
2: still won't be playing yeah they made him
0: feel like he was the guy and then they did the carry they put him up on the pedestal and then they pour pig's blood on his ass
2: andy Dalton should be happy he's alive okay he should have died in dallas oh man and he's free he'll probably get a fucking chicago pd cameo off of this
0: that would be great i would uh, he should he should probably try to get his own chicago like chicago football and it's its own nbc <laughs> <laughs> spinoff show an hour-long drama
2: i just the worst football team oh man and none of their problems ever get resolved that's compelling television but there's like one
0: couple, young hot couple, who's having a steamy affair behind the scenes. Yeah. It's always what it's like on those shows.
2: Yeah, yeah. And Andy Dalton's blackmailing them, and that's why he never gets cut. Now Nine he's the,
0: he's the Olivia Pope. He's the star of the show. He's the fixer. He's the oh, okay. you know the man. The or like the Tom Selleck Blue Bloods. The you know the the, the Viola Davis. Like who, whatever you want. He is the he is the face of the show. And that but then it's the younger people who get most of the screen time.
1: What if we just replace Queen Latifah on the Equalizer with Andy Dalton? Same show.
0: Yeah, the Equalizer because he always goes eight and eight. <laughs>
2: hey, that's pretty good.
1: Uh, okay, Justin Fields, good luck, buddy. I know Chicago. Hope has it works weird out. History, but they're me. still a good team. There's, they were in the playoffs last year. They've been pretty good this whole Matt Nagy era. They just have had the worst quarterback play you could possibly imagine. Alan Robinson's got to be stoked. Uh, Jamel, you got a letter?
2: Uh, yeah, dude. I've got a letter c- who comes to us, comes to us from uh, Jesus Christ. Whoa. Hey, guys. It's your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, otherwise known as Tom Tebow's agent. Oh, sorry, <laughs> let me retake that. I said Tom Tebow. <laughs> I like it. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Tim Tebow's agent, otherwise known as your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When Tim first signed with Nazareth Sports, I told him the road would be long and winding. And here we are back in the back on an NFL roster as a tight end. But listen, through good representation, all things are possible. It wasn't all me, though. I mean, the Broncos was me, but he got that Mets deal on his own. That was some one set of footprints type shit. Uh, Tim has returned to team up with his with my dad, Urban Meyer, once and for all. Uh, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute. God bless.
1: Uh, I want another season of Ballers where it's just all about The Rock trying to get Tim Tebow on another team.
2: Oh, that'd be good. Better than that Vegas bullshit.
1: Yeah, I'm in the Vegas season right now. And
2: uh, Did it happen yet?
1: Did I don't think it? it happened yet. I don't know what we're talking. So I'm watching Ballers right now, Danny, and Jamel said he turned off the series at one point because something happens that's so outrageous that he couldn't watch anymore. And I think I'm right there. I'm coming up on it. And you which know, season is
0: this season? Third? It's
2: third fourth. Third season.
1: Third, yeah. Third That's season. when things start to. But Jamel, I thought you said it was the last season it happens in.
2: Third I, there's another one after that?
1: Yeah. I thought there was wow. five seasons of that. There might be yeah, there might be more.
2: Whichever one is the Vegas year, you'll see. Okay. I just maybe it's just me, but I have seen it and I was like, all right.
1: It wasn't the dream, right? He had a dream. And then the planet <laughs> no. was falling apart.
2: Okay. No, 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 no. This is real. I
1: thought that was the moment and then they pulled out of it and I was like, okay, well, that's fine. Um, anyhow. <laughs> yeah. I hope I'll know when I I see don't
2: want to spoil it for you. No,
1: please don't. Please do not cuz I'm I got to be right there. That's so uh, funny. Tim that, Tebow, you, yeah. Well, I so. was just
0: saying to say cuz you mentioned earlier that that Kim is in DC, she's out of town a lot. And I can understand like you, you know, we're on the Zoom You know, you've grown out the beard a little, the hair's a little disheveled, and you're on season three of Ballers. It just seems like you're just kind of the most, like the stereotypical, like
1: guy with nothing to do. A
2: lone man. Yeah. Yeah. This is a lone uh, man 101.
1: I have these uh, great weed gummies that I got, and I am just, and I have not, I'm not really a TV person. I don't watch the good shows, I don't like to binge things. Uh, and I accidentally started Ballers like a week ago, and that's exactly what's happened. I just can't stop watching it. It's so stupid. I can't say it's good, but it's perfect. To, I understand why people do this. I half watch it. I totally know what's going on. Yada, yada. Also, yeah. it's because I got this fucking guest on the show. I wanted to make sure they called in the black swan, and then I started <laughs> watching it. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's, it's cool. It's just a little insulting to me. I invited, I was trying to get you guys to come over for the draft and hang out. Turns out you needed to watch fucking ballers the whole time. I guess that was the sticking mm. point.
2: Look, depression yeah. works in many ways. I would have had to bring the
1: dog with me. That's, the, that's my, uh, my trapping right now. She still can't stay here by herself, which is a whole other story. Uh, final thoughts for the week, Danny.
0: All right, let's fucking close it out with uh, another thing about Patrick Mahomes, just because I can't stop, but I do have some stuff, uh, insider knowledge. First off, this is just another Patrick Mahomes is a perfect man. Let's call it part 50. Uh, Two little items. One, he supports his wife's soccer team. They came out with the, the NWSL, the National Women's Soccer League, Brittany Matthews, Co-owner, part of the ownership group of the Kansas City NWSL team. And he posted because he came out to the big opening season game of the NWSL and supported his wife along with Travis Kelsey, brought a bunch of the players out. What a fucking man. What a good guy. Just, you know, just being supportive towards his wife, supportive towards women's soccer, you know, progressive as fuck. This guy is just amazing. And then part two, I got an inside tip from a former guest of this show, Brooks Whelan, letting me know that over this past weekend in Dallas, Patrick Mahomes attended a stand-up comedy show. What? Went to a comedy club, supported live comedy after the pandemic. I mean, can you get any better than this?
1: Wow, this got to give it up, Jamel. His you got to give it up.
0: You're still you're the only one out there still treading the boards, trying to become a legit stand-up comic, trying to do his thing, and <laughs> you've got the support of Patrick Mahomes. You gotta you gotta give him something for that.
2: I'm gonna start dressing like Paula Poundstone just in case I see this man out.
1: <laughs> I mean, you need an angle. Kip Kip suggestion. Was always uh, you know, I know it never it's not practical, but he always tell. what did he tell you, uh, Danny, to just be an umpire was maybe one of them. And you oh, be remember like the year out guy.
0: The oldest he he always talks about gimmicks when he's giving yeah. out stand up advice. Uh the one that I'll always remember from our boss Kip is he said, uh just gain two hundred pounds. <laughs> Wherever that you're at, really gain two hundred more pounds.
2: It is really good. Because some fat guys are getting small. Ian Carmel is small as shit now. So that's like a fat guy spot that's open.
0: Yeah, there are so few fat guys. And a couple of the fat guys that I knew who I thought were funny ended up moving back home during the pandemic. So we lost a few. And it feels like this is the time. I mean, you're talking about those ill-fitting jerseys, Jamel. Like, I think you should just lean into it. And just you know, you're not you're not nearly big enough, to be honest. Your face is actually looking much leaner in the Zoom right now. You look lean and clean, and I don't like it. It's not making me I laugh.
2: You
1: know. know you had the whole pandemic to really go for this thing, and you and you kind of went the other
2: way. I tried to Gabriel Iglesias. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that Tommy Bahama jersey is going to help.
2: Yeah, exactly. No, I got no, I bought some fat guy clothes. Now, nah, don't you don't you worry about that. I'm gonna look like Andy Reed when it's time to look like Andy Reid. That's what I'm that's what I do.
0: That is my dream. Uh, I've I've written uh I've written a few movie scripts and in every one of them I've tried to find a cameo for Andy Reid.
2: Andy
1: he Reed. belongs in movies. I totally yeah. agree with
0: that. He makes me laugh. I'm
2: for it. Jamel,
1: final thoughts this week?
2: Uh, Stay in school, kids. I got nothing.
1: Great. Well, I'll do two. Uh, Okay, so final thoughts for me. I want to talk about some of my former teammates uh, throughout the years. i played in high school, played in college. Uh, So shout out to my former uh, quarterback at Chapman, uh, Eric Marty. He just got the offensive coordinator position at Grambling State, Mm. which is a big deal. I mean, this is – You know, he was the head coach of a couple different junior colleges, uh, Reedley being one of them, where Josh Allen was, and he was very successful, and he just got this big kind of promotion. So, just happened today. Very proud of him and excited for him, so pumped about that. And then, on a a much shittier note, two of my high school former players, uh, uh, I've been dwelling on their deaths recently because... You know, it's sad that the two biggest things that happened last year, which were police brutality and COVID, were two of the things that took my former friends and, and teammates, uh, Tyrell Wilson and Auggie Baca. So I didn't want to talk about it in the locker room thing because it's like a free-flowing thing. But it just is one of those things where it, it hits you where it's like, these things aren't political weapons. Like, these are very real realities in this country even if it doesn't directly happen to you. Um, I know we see it on the news a lot and you see the numbers of the COVID deaths and it's just astronomical and you can't wrap your head around it. But these are, you know, there's always, there's a person behind each one of those numbers. And then with police brutality, I mean, it's something that this country has been plagued with since day one. And it's just as fucking bad as ever. And, you know, <laughs> it's hard to talk about because you don't want to get too much into specifics, but uh Yeah so shout out to those two guys. You know, it's made me weirdly reconnect with a bunch of people I haven't talked to in a long time. It's a shitty reason to reach out and talk to your old teammates and friends. But, you know, stuff like this brings you back together. So been talking to a lot of my old teammates recently and kind of, you know, just talking about those dudes and our memories of the guys who we lost. So, um, yeah, RIP to those guys. Sorry to end the show on a downer, but, uh, you know, got real there for a second.
0: No oh, man, that's great. And Yeah, that's I fine, mean, man. Say their names and I guess that's all we can do cuz this this shit sucks. Get vaccinated.
1: Yeah, please. And stay please. away from
0: the police if you can. Yeah, if you can.
1: <laughs> please, both of these things. Stay away from COVID, stay away from the cops. Thanks. No reason to approach either one of those things. Um, yeah, I know it's hard to now flip it and say sorry for uh whatever stupid football shit we just talked about, but uh We'll be back on Locker Room every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time. It's live show. Download the app. You can jump on the show. Uh, it's been really fun. We're gearing up for the actual season. So on Monday Night Games, we'll get to be a part of the kickoff. So these are the early shows. Come figure it out with us. You know what I mean? We're, we're getting ready for the season. That show is going to be a well-oiled machine by the time September rolls around.
0: Or it will just be as loose as ever forever, yeah. and you can just rely on our once-a-month shows during the off season for any type of structure.
2: Yeah, if you like structure, if you've got, if you're listening to this and you're on the spectrum, be careful. <laughs>
1: uh, and I guess we're sorry for uh, making you wait for so long for the regular version of this program, and won't be so long next time. Very
0: sorry, folks.
2: Super sorry, very sorry.